And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and you're very welcome to another edition of your We Are Mead podcast with Davey Rispin and Mickey Brennan. Davey, they say a good team will win a championship but a great team does back to back and that's exactly what the Mead ladies did on Sunday afternoon in Crow Park in headquarters um, beating uh, a very, very informed side in Kerry on a scoreline of three goals and ten to one goal and seven. We were there, we were up at uh, Crow Park, we were down in the media area um, underneath the Cusick stand, or was it the Hogan stand after the game, and uh, met up with all of the players and management alike. And this is just an incredible feat by this group of girls. Yeah, I, su- I suppose it almost feels like a better achievement than maybe 12 months previous because of the fact, as you say, that they've retained it and all that's gone on you know, in, in that time and not just retained it, but like emphatically put Kerry to the sword. You rarely have ever seen that in finals of any grade or any ilk, you know, the fact that a team, particularly after the, the really poor start that Mead had been five points down, just blitz Kerry, absolutely, you know, put them to one side and, and marched on to a second consecutive All-Ireland crown. It was an amazing day, fantastic atmosphere, great support from the Mead, uh, Mead supporters, um, absolutely incredible colour and noise brought to Crow Park and then, of course, to Trim and then, of course, on Monday to the Fair Green in Navin and they'd gone back to Trim then for, for Monday evening. So great scenes, a celebration, um, f- real feel-good factor now in the county on the back of Column's appointment only last week. I heard yeah. people last week talk about you know Column's appointment nearly undermining the mead ladies in the week that was in it it doesn't work like that in fact it's all good news it's all really good positive news and i just think this this added to it and um it, it keeps us hungry and the appetite is good for next year yeah it really is and, and there's a real good feel good factor around the county um you know even when we were over in trim on sunday night after the game you know there was all the joy going on about winning the All Ireland uh, for for the second time um, for, with the ladies, but everybody as well talking going, you know, and Colm O'Rourke has gone in as the Mead senior manager, and there was all of this kind of real, you know, positive vibes going on everywhere. And um, so yeah, Mead, 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 Mead is in a good place at the moment, and long may it continue. And um, I suppose, David, you mentioned it there already. You know, Mead were one two to no score down after five minutes. And what I love about this team is that they they never then you know they, they they continued on with the with, with the tactics that they were starting off with and nobody panicked and all of a sudden 
you know, we come into half time and meet our lead, leading by three points. They outscored, they outscored, um, uh, uh, that's that's for Colin O'Brien in the back right there. Um, they, they outscored Kerry in the remainder of that half by one goal and eight to three points, um, which is phenomenal. And, uh, you know, there was some really, really good performances in that first half. Yeah, and I thought Emma Troy was to the fore in that first half, really, when we needed, you know, a leader to step up. She was the one, obviously got the goal, took it brilliantly, drove forward on countless different occasions, and it coincided with me getting on top. And, you know, I suppose funny that Emma probably got maybe snuffed out to a degree in the second half, and then Neva Sullivan just came to the fore, and she was absolutely fantastic. She was good throughout, but in the second half in particular, I thought she was absolutely brilliant. And back in our full back line on countless different occasions and then finishing off moves up the other end. Her goal was um was an easy tap in courtesy of the terrific vision by Stacey Grimes. And uh that that really that second goal from Neve kind of put the game beyond Kerry. I know there was a third one to come through Bridget and Lynch, but that was just icing on the cake at that stage. Mead were in such a good position. Defensively, they were outstanding, you know, after that little blip at the start. They were, they were sensational thereafter and kept the Kerry danger women, you know, to to uh, to a very minimum in terms of their damage and uh, overall a very satisfactory afternoon. Yeah, you're talking about Neve's goal and, of course, she rounded it off with that left-footed effort as well, the, the point. Um, I think it was Mead's closing point as well. A fantastic effort coming in from the wing, turning on to her left foot and then scooping it over the bar. Brilliant stuff. We will be doing a full review over on our Loyal Royals podcast um, with a whole host of interviews. Orla Lally, Avian Cleary, Myro Shotmessy, Eamon Murray, all in there as well. And uh, do head on over there. It's a bumper week of uh, Loyal Royals podcasts. We have a senior championship preview. Of course, that throws in on Friday evening, the first uh, games of this year's 2022 race of the Keegan Cup. We will have the All-Ireland Ladies uh, final review. We'll have an intermediate championship preview. We will have the Junior A and Junior B uh, preview as well. And of course, we will have, for the first time this year, a Hurling championship review. Um, Davey was at a few games on the weekend. We have interviews from those as well. But um, Davey, sticking with the mid scene, um, before we go on to club championship uh, results, um, uh, the Club Hurling Championship results. Another big uh, story coming out uh, in the last few days is that while we've all we've we've, we've got Colin O'Rourke in as the lead manager, absolutely brilliant, but he's revealed in the Sunday Independent that um, Sean Boylan is going to be part of his ticket, not any specific role, but he will have full access to the team as an advisor, a counsellor, a motivator. Or whatever else he wants to be, which is absolutely incredible to see Sean Biden back around. I know he was with the down under 21s uh, the last couple of years. And I know from speaking to him and speaking to the lads up there in, in down, what, what a huge part, what, what role he played in that team. I think they were beaten in an All-Ireland semi-final and they won Ulster handily uh, two years ago and went to the All-Ireland semi-final. I think it was common, I think it was beat them um, uh, in that game. But it, it, it's just massive to have Sean Boylan back around Park Thornton. Oh, it's, it's huge. It's absolutely huge. In fairness to Colm, he did promise that there'd be more additions and, and there is going to be obviously a good few more to probably be added to the ticket, but I don't think too many unrivaled this man's um, influence on it because I just think it's great. I, I, 
I suppose it's only when you look back now and you kind of say, well, why why didn't more managers in the past utilise Sean? Because, he, you know, he's a true mead man. He would never turn down an opportunity to get involved and help the county. Um, and obviously he has the, the respect of, of every mead person in the county, not just the players and management alike. And I think, yeah, what he did with the down underage team was was huge and it was a great masterstroke. And I think Colm, it's a very simple thing, but just giving him the 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 rain to kind of have that you know uh, direct contact with the players is is massive and probably something you don't see in this day and age everything is quite regimented particularly at intercounty level it, there is like a, a hierarchy that kind of leads up to the top I just think it's great that Column has given obviously Sean the license and the players indeed the license to go and liaise between each other um and and that link will be be huge going forward I think. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely brilliant. Um, the good times are back. The good times are back, Dave. You know, oh, yeah. We just won back-to-back All-Irelands. Well, actually, it's, it's uh, the ladies' third All-Ireland in a row, if you if you want to look at it that way, because they did win the Intermediate. But back-to-back Senior Championship All-Irelands um, and the fifth All-Ireland in a row as well. And then we have the appointment to Colin O'Rourke. And then we have Sean Boylan coming in and his ticket. I just think it's... Uh, uh, prices. Fuel prices are through the roof. Uh, inflation is through the roof. Colm O'Rourke and Sean Boylan are on the sideline for a league football team. Are we back in the eighties, Davy? <laughs> well, if we get as, a little bit of success like we did get in the eighties, I think we'll be doing okay. But definitely, the the foundations have been laid now, Mickey. Yeah. And and I do think Colm, he's been very vocal about the lead, Mead Ladies. Not to to go back to it too much, but he's been very vocal about what the Mead ladies have done for this county over the last couple of years and, you know, the the atmosphere and the, the positivity that they've brought to it. So I genuinely think Colm will utilise that as um, sort of ammunition for the lads as well or inspiration for the lads to, to, to start to get a bit of success. Won't be easy. It's a big test. He'll know that. But um, so far, so good. And we just can't wait for next year already. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. Well, look, we're going to move on now to uh, the club scene and we're going to go to the club championship hurling uh, results from the weekend, Davy. Um, I suppose looking at, at it fairly quickly, we will be doing a full review of it as well. Uh, Kildonkey got their first win of the campaign and Kiltail have three wins from three. And in Group B of the senior, it's Kalyan who are top of the group. So it is, but um, we have the results from all the games there as well. Yeah, so starting in Group A, as you said, Kildalki picking up their first win over Nafina, 118 to 110, uh, massively significant 
for getting victory for Kildaki, first win in three. Nafina haven't drawn their first two. That's their first defeat, but puts them bang up against it now. Um, Trim just marching on as they've, as they've been doing, you know, uh, 124 to six-point victors over Dunboyne. And in the other game on Sunday morning over in Trim, it was a four-point victory for Kiltail, 119 to Ratoats, 18 points. A big win for Kiltail, all but secures their passage through to the semi-finals already. Then into Group B, uh, Blackhall Gills recorded back-to-back wins, 170 to seven-point victory over Boards Mill in Ratmaline on Saturday evening, a very wet Ratmaline on uh, Saturday evening. But uh, crucially, Blackhall Gills back in the picture now for a possibly a knockout place. Uh, Kilmesson. Uh, bounce back from defeat the last day against Blackhall Gales to record a seven-point victory over Clannagale, 215 to 14, and finished there. And uh, there was a draw between Longwood and Kaline. Kaline do stay top with that result, but a, a good result for Longwood under the new stewardship of Aaron Ennis as well. 17 points to Longwood, 211 to Kaline. Into the intermediate, then Kildaki recorded a three-point victory over Wolf Tones, 113 to 13 points. Uh, there was a draw between Dundry and Avon Matneys. It finished 1 8 to 11. Um, and Ratmaline recorded a three point victory over Drummery, 19 points to 16. Then into Group B, there was a comfortable victory for Trim in a low scoring game over Gail Colin Kill, 5 8 to 2 7. Dunhamer Ashburn uh, recorded uh, another sort of strange victory over a tote, 4 4 to 1 8. And uh, the final game in Group B, was between Kilskir Moila and Kilmesson, and it was uh, an easy victory for Kilskir Moila, 418 to 13 points. Plenty of goals around in the intermediate championship, actually. Yeah, lots of goals. And um, the only team who didn't manage to get one was Kilmesson um, in their loss to Kilskir Moila. Um, and from the senior um, hurling championship, we have interviews with Dennis O'Shea, Mark Lynch. Uh, Gavin McVan, Ross uh, Ryan. I think that's it, Davey. Have we anybody else from the? We, we have Johnny Johnny Myler and uh, oh, yeah. Johnny Myler and Derma McCarthy from Black on Games as well. Is right and uh, head on over to our Patreon service to hear the full review of the Senior Championship hurling and of course all of those interviews. Um, speaking of Championship, Davey, um, we had. Our second team of the week, the Kiko Sports team of the week. So it's kikosports.ie and uh, we announced that team of the week for round two of the, the championship uh, last week. Um, we also had the Blackwater Inn player of the week and we had the Blackwater Inn top scorer of the week announced on that show last week. Matt Costello from Dunshockland scored 1-5 in their victory over Kilmainham. He was our player of the week. And our top scorer of the week was Paddy McDermott from Carnal Ross. Who is Frank O'Reilly? Absolutely. <laughs> I actually felt a little bit... Because uh, Paddy's very much his own man. He's a terrific player as well. And we always talk about Frank O'Reilly and you know how important, which he undoubtedly is. But we shouldn't be surprised because Paddy McDermott has performed consistently well for Karen Ross. And now he's just embracing the, the role of being the main man, really. Um, and I know Karen Ross are going through their struggles, but credit to Paddy McDermott. He couldn't be doing, he literally could not be doing any more than he's doing for them at the minute. He's been in exceptional form and 10 points out of their total tally of 11 uh, is amazing shooting. Yeah, absolutely incredible. The, the Kiko Sports team of the week was as follows. It was uh, Sean Kane of Drumcondreth. 
he was in goals. Full back line was Jim Roach from Boards Mill, uh, Michael Garrity from Ballinlock. He got a goal on the day as well for his, for uh, his own Ballinlock. Kept his own man scoreless from play. Um, and Ben Donnelly uh, from Kilbride wore the number four jersey. He had two points in their victory. Um, Shane Dowling from St Pat's was number five. Number six was Darren Hagen from St Pat's. And number seven was Brendan McKeown from Beliver. Five points from play for him in their victory. Um, the next game, or the next uh, two lads, were the midfielders, obviously. Um, Robbie Gary from Ralkeddy and Matt Costello, the O'Fallent and Matt Costello from Dunchockland, with one five for their, uh, in their victory over Kilmainham. And the half-forward line was Tommy Smith from Courtown. He had five points in their victory over St Mary's. Colin Murphy from Dunsany, he kicked eight points. Uh, for Dunsany in their opening round uh, game. Uh, Harry Ryan from Ballinlock, war number 12, he got in there as well. He had five points um, for, to his name. Full forward line was Declan Cribben from Castletown, 1-4 for Declan Cribben in their massive, massive victory, 1-7 to 1-3, I think it finished in the end. Um, Paddy McDermott from Carner Ross, he was the shining light for Carner Ross in their loss, um, kicking, as Davy said, 10 points out of their 11 and then finally, Keith Curtis from Rakeni. He had nine points uh, for Rakeni. A, a fabulous um, uh, uh, return from him. I'm a little bit rusty today, Davy. I'm, I'm probably a little bit rusty every week, but I'm a bit, a bit rough or a bit uh, tender today. So I am. But uh, you did manage to catch up with our Blackwater in Player of the Week, Matt Costello, and our Blackwater in Top Scorer of the Week, Paddy McDermott. And we're going to go to the interview you got with the two lads just now. Delighted to be joined by Matt Costello and Paddy McDermott, Blackwater Inn, Player of the Week and Top Scorer of the Week from last week. Matt, we'll come to you first. Uh, congratulations on the award. Welcome to Kells. I suppose you wouldn't be down here too much, but nice to come down and collect a, a 50 euro voucher from George of the Blackwater. Yeah, 100%. It was nice to be recognised, but uh, obviously what the most important thing was that Dunshocken got the results that we got in the first in the first week. And hopefully now we can continue the winning form. Uh, it's something we're not used to over the last couple of years in senior status but we got off to a good start now last last Saturday and looking forward to Friday against Pats On the back of a really strong league campaign I suppose it was important to get that elusive championship win which has evaded you for I suppose a long time in group stage football in senior confidence now and, and as you say a big game to come against Pats you'll be looking to kick on Yeah 100% like we still have a, a seriously young team like I think the last day our oldest forward was 22 so we're still very young and kind of inexperienced at this level so you know, just have to keep on winning ways and hopefully keep momentum up. And your own role, we put you in at midfield because we could probably get away with that. I know you wore number 14, but you're, you're probably playing a bit of a freer role now and you've got the licence to, to kind of drift around and that's maybe where you're at your best. Yeah, I suppose Richie and, and Paul Kern are, are great. They kind of just let me kind of, I suppose, yeah, like I said, roam around, uh, get on the ball as much as I can, kind of drift in and out. It's probably circumstantial as to who you're playing, but um, yeah, yeah it's Listen, I say the role's going to change constantly throughout the year. You know, you never know what team you're going to play and, you know, it could change between game to game. So, yeah, enjoying the football at the moment anyway. And you're embracing the, the tag of favourites, I suppose. We've seen Trim doing it last year to to really good extent in intermediate. It comes with its own pressures, but the only way to justify it is, is getting wins as you did last week and continuing on that trend. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we're under no illusions. I think I saw a stat the last day that no team has gone straight back up to senior status over the last 20 years from going from being relegated. So, yeah, like we're under no illusions. We're just taking it game by game and, you know, hopefully just keep the win away. It'd be remiss of me not to ask you about the new mead manager as well, Colin Moreau coming in. Hugely exciting time as a mead senior footballer and 
he'll obviously be looking to be part of the panel next year and, and to kick on with a new management there. Absolutely, yeah. Like obviously, I'd love to be a part of it again next year. Um, we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, really looking forward to it. It's obviously, exciting times with with Colin coming in and obviously with Barry and and Stephen Bray coming in as well. Obviously, it's yeah, really exciting. I've worked at Barry before, kind of at under twenty level, um, and I kind of only met Colin once or twice, and he's a lovely fella. And hopefully, we can kind of I don't know, just build on on building the last couple of years and get back to winning ways. It's a little bit of a different dynamic to, because you've been part of the county setup for a good few years now and you, you kind of come in every year with, with the existing manager. Now, it's as Colm said, it's nearly an open book and everybody has to nearly prove themselves again. So I suppose performing consistently well with your club is only going to stand to you going back into the county setup then in, in, you know, towards the end of the year. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's still a long road, I suppose, till November, December when, when Colm will be picking his team. So, yeah, I just have to keep kind of playing well, keep putting the hand up and keep showing that you're, you're good enough to be there. George, I think he's he's probably good enough to be there. Um, and the performance last week probably illustrates that he's seems like he's around for a few years, but he's still a man only in his in his young twenties now at this stage. So loads of football ahead of him. Yeah, he's definitely been around a while. Um, I've I've noticed him myself at, at um, underage. I'm sure he was in very soon from the underage straight in nearly into it as soon as he could, and she just took to it straight away. Like he was, you know. It's, can't be easy maybe for a young lad coming in but he came in there and he was just like he was there the whole time he's he's born for it he's bred for it he's built for it too in fairness to him so yeah the best of luck to him and he's I met him today for the first time but he's a grand young mannerly fella and you know I wish him all the best and I hope him and everybody else can push me on and get us back to where we want to be Nice to get a county man in here as well. I know we had Mickey Newman in here, I think, last year, and he does be in at different times, obviously, as well. But Matt coming in from the other side of the county, it's nice to see as well. It's great to see it, yeah, absolutely, 100%. And um, he's very welcome, and maybe he'll, he'll be back again with a bit of luck. Yeah, of course, we have the, the team of the year um, to come at the end of the year. We have uh, Kiko coming on board as well to partner with yourselves, and obviously players who perform consistently well will be up for team of the year and, and a big night to come here towards the end of these club season yeah hopefully it will be um, we're certainly looking forward to it and I suppose um, in any walk of life if, if you stand still you'll go backwards so we are Mead and with myself on board and Kiko we've decided to try and push it on and this this event should be the pinnacle of the whole thing and you know as I say we'll, we'll, we'll push it forward and looking forward to it Absolutely Paddy McDermott you'll be looking to be a part of it as well 10 points last week out of Karen Ross's total of 11 some score Ah uh, yeah but sure can't go off that two poor results that we're going off so we have to push on now for the next two weeks before we play Boards Mill I suppose so. bitter, bittersweet like obviously the, the two defeats kicking ten points is a fine individual performance on your own and obviously with Frank going all around there was big onus on you to kind of step up and be the main man and you're really thriving on that yeah just Janelle said it to me there's going to be more pressure on me now since Frank is gone but sure I kind of have to do you know what I mean it's, Frank's a big loss for us and sure we know that so just on other lads to stand up now so hopefully we can get two big results now and that just push us on you have a week off now uh, and then you go into two big games you know yeah. they're two must win games nearly for you and yeah. you know I suppose good good couple of weeks to, to try and train hard and get ready for them yeah just have to keep as a team now for the next few weeks and just try and get a result out of it and hope for the best as I said to Matt like with, with Colm coming in it's nearly every player is going to get a chance to, to be looked at and I suppose kicking 10 points for your club isn't, uh, isn't going to go unnoticed. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. You know, it's your luck. George, he's very modest, but uh, 
you'd, you'd have to imagine with a scoreline like that, he's, he's going to get a, a few heads looking at him. Absolutely. Should have. There's only one way of getting notices by doing things like that. And um, I made her mind a long time ago, um, even before I even knew Paddy to see, but I knew the name. And I just asked him, um, what about Paddy McDermott? Paddy was, I think, maybe 16 or 17 at the time. And oh, he said, I'd bring Paddy McDermott to war with me any day. That's the true story now. So obviously that was that proved right as well. Paddy's a real good lad. He gives it all 100%. Um, I would have been uh, on the, on the sideline against him a few times, and he more than often he, he broke my heart as well. The same the same as he did to who the, whoever the who were the playing well, whatever the team were playing, he broke the, the, the result. Last week, yeah. Result might not went away, but I'm sure Paddy he broke a few hearts out on the field anyway. So now Paddy's a good good lad, good honest to God lad, and. Hopefully he'll he'll they'll have a look at him. And, you know, you never know. And you've been involved with teams, I suppose. When you lose a, a talismanic forward like Frank O'Reilly, it's nearly sink or swim for the next man in command. And, and this man, in fairness to him, has stepped up considerably in his absence. He has, yeah. He's well able to step up. There's no doubt about it. And even even um, last year, I think was it was one game there that, that Frank was suspended for. I, I happened to be at it. And sure, sure, I think. yeah, I think it was that game over there. Sure, Paddy was the man that evening too. Like you know, so he's he's well able. No bother to him, and as he said himself, hopefully a few more of the boys, you know, can can step up and, and help it out because probably there's a difference we say maybe between Dunshockland and and Karen Ross in that you know they'd have bigger numbers, but I'd appreciate coming from where I come from. Like when you lose Frank and then you lose, we'd say uh, Jamesy and a few mm. lads like that, it makes a huge difference to a small club like that. You know what I mean? It's it's very hard to replace these guys. If you could afford to lose these guys and, and, and carry on, you wouldn't be down in junior. You know what I'm saying? So, hope you know, they'll have to keep it together and keep building. And should maybe Frank be back later on. But in the meantime, you know, it's it's a dog eat dog down there in, in them lower grades now with all these teams being relegated. So, everybody's, everybody's under, under pressure to, to get results. Two strong contenders maybe early on for the team of the year as well. If they continue in that vein, they're going to be there thereabouts. Absolutely. That'll be, um, that's where you are the big money, Davey. That's where you, you, you can be picking it. <laughs> Thanks, but, um, Yeah, no bother to you. Lads, um, well done. Congratulations on the awards and we wish well for the rest of the year. Yeah, David, so the two lads there, um, delighted with their with their prizes. And again, we want to thank George and Patricia Plunkett over there in the Blackwater Inn for their continued support and um, for all their sponsorship. And as we say all the time, if you're ever heading over to Kells to any games in the park or if you're going up to uh, Grange Garden, get in, have a pint with them, chat some football and uh, and tell them you listen to the podcast. And also we want to give a shout out to kickosports.ie. Davey, kickosports.ie, Calvin Company, um, it is Connor Madden from Cavan, uh, the, the the Cavan senior footballer who owns this uh, sports sportswear company. Um, but his gear is available online, as we said, kickosports.ie, and it's top quality stuff at very very reasonable prices as well. Yeah, absolutely. I know a number of teams have available services. I think Dunchocklin have actually got their latest jersey designed uh, by them, and it's a it's a real sort of retro feel to that. Um, looking back to their club being established in 1886 I think it was oh wow um, yeah and it's on the front really really nice design he's also done a lot of stuff with Ball and Lock I know um, and there, there's he's been involved with schools I think the Kells School and indeed St Pat's Classical School in Navan so he's well acquainted with, with me the clubs and, and, and 
people um terrific gear absolutely fantastic the website is very user friendly as well if you want to go on have a browse through what he has to offer um and you can order online from him there so um top top notch service yeah absolutely and of course he will be sponsoring our team of the year um later on after the championship finishes and of course the blackwater inn will be sponsoring uh is sponsoring that event as well we will all be heading down to the blackwater inn in kells on the night that we have the Hooli and announce our uh, black or our Kiko Sports uh, team of the year. So that's a night not to be missed and keep it in the calendar when we do eventually give you the date for it. Um, Davey, um, that's something that we are looking forward to as well. There'll be a charity involved, uh, Davey. We will be, we're, we're speaking to George Plunkett about that at the moment and we just want to pick the right charity. Absolutely, all in good time. There's, there's a lot of moving parts, I suppose, with it and I'm not sure what will be the hardest part. I'd imagine probably picking the actual team will be because uh, we've only had two teams of the week so far and we've yet to see any senior football and half of an intermediate championship as well. So uh, that's going to be ferociously competitive to try and get into that. But uh, look, very much looking forward to a completely new venture for us. Um, but as George says himself there in the interview, you can't stand still. You have to continue to move and, and try and improve on what you've done already. So that's what we're aiming to do. Yeah, and it'll be uh, a chance to uh, reward the, the 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 club players across the county um, uh, that evening. So do uh, stay tuned for for the date and make sure you try and get down to Kells for what will be an absolutely brilliant, brilliant, brilliant night. Have you barely the patience to listen to a thirty-second ad? Well, then at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna auto mower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control auto mower from your phone. Auto mower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised auto mower dealer, on 046. 955-1910 or in store in Clonard County Meath. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coyne and Sons. If you need any more information on the Automore, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Meath. Time to move on to the Lottos, Davey. Have uh, the club PROs been in contact with you or are they all still celebrating the All-Ireland back-to-backs? There's a bit of that, uh, absolutely. So I've got a handful in front of me. The first one comes in from um, an Alvi GFC and their results from the 25th of July, which was last Monday, 378. Three 20 euro winners were Megan, Dave, even McCormick. Monday tonight, uh, 1st of August, jackpot standing at 2000. And you can play that at manalvigfc.ie or on the Club Force app. Navin O'Matley's, uh, their next draw takes place on the 2nd of August, which is tomorrow night. And the results from the 26th of July, which was last Tuesday, 2, 25, 30 and 31. The numbers, no jackpot winner. They had no no match three winners. So they had a number of lucky dip winners who were Martin Griffin, Orla Flanagan, Marie Blake, Karen and Mark, Gils, Mark Nelson, sorry, David Clark and Phil McLaughlin. Uh, 15,000 of a jackpot it is at the moment. Google, club spot, Navin O'Matney's or download the rap to play it. Castletown are next in and their results from the 26th of July, 3,600 euro of a jackpot wasn't won. 5, 7, 8 and 11 were the numbers. I'd imagine it was a close run thing with numbers like that. 
30 euro lucky dip winners are as follows Martina McHugh, Anne Young, Paddy Smith, Lauren Mackin, and Gary, Sonia, and Brendan. Kildalki are the next ones on my radar, and uh, they had no winners of last week's draw. 9, 17, 19, and 27 were the numbers drawn. Uh, they had one match three winner who was Anne Davis, and she collects 150 euro. And next week's draw will be for a jackpot of 5,100 euro. And you can play that on all of their social media links. Courtown are next in. Results from last Friday night, 10,200 euro of a jackpot wasn't won. It was a mighty close thing. I can tell you, Mickey, firsthand, um, someone was very, very close to win it. The numbers were 6, 12, 16, and 25. One person had 6, 12, 15, and 25. So they had 15 instead of 16, but you get nothing for that, unfortunately. Not even a 20 euro, because the five 20 euro winners were Kathleen Crawl, uh, Phyllis Brady, Donna Russell, Kelly Tormey, and Dara Loughran. Uh, we also had four All-Ireland tickets who went to Emily Rose Burke, and we had another pair of All-Ireland tickets who went to Abby and Izzy Dunn. They were, of course, for the ladies' final on Sunday. We move on to 10,300 next Friday night, and you can play it at courtandga.com forward slash lotto. And then the final one on my list, Mickey, comes from Gail Column Kill, and uh, their results from last time around, 11, 16, 20, and 28. 12,000 of a jackpot, not one again. They had a few match three winners who split 150 euro between them. They were Berm Lynch, Conal Finn, Grace Campbell and Carmel Kenny. And they go again with 12,000 this time around. Oh, very good. Excellent. Uh, the two that I have are the usual. Central Stones Lotto is uh, uh, 1,800 euro. Wasn't won last week. You can do it on smartlotto.ie or go to any of their social media pages. That draw will be taking place tonight. So either the jackpot next week will be 1,000 euro or it'll be 1,850, depending on if it's won. Um, and in Simon Stones Lotto last week, uh, or last Friday on 29th of July, the jackpot was 2,350. There was no winner. There was Two match three uh, winners. They were Jimmy Fox and Emma Cullen. The numbers were 1, 16, 28 and 31. Next week's uh, lotto will be €2,400. Time to move on now to Instagram, Davy Rispin. Yeah, Kieran McGrogan is first in and he says, great win, but to progress ladies football further, they need to make changes to the rules. Yeah, well, like it's it's obvious that the rules that they need to change. Um you're not allowed barge in in, in in men's football, but you're not allowed to run into a player in, in ladies' football. So what we're seeing is a lot of girls stepping out in front of the likes of Vicky Wall uh, when they're at full tilt and and winning a free. Um, you know, and you see a lot of the time as well where a girl goes up and she's looking away and she catches the ball and turns, but she's in midair, she catches the ball and turns and runs into a girl. Like, there's nothing she can do. And they get a free. Um, so I think that could be one of the rules that they're they're on about. Um, because what's going to happen is, is that someone's going to get injured because they are stepping out into the line of somebody who's running at full pelt. And some of these girls, like the strength and conditioning of these girls is, 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 it has gone up so much in the last few years that someone is going to get hurt, Davey. Absolutely. Uh, next one in from Rob Perfield and... Uh, very much a more simpler request, shall we say. He just wants to build a statue of the great Eamon Murray. 
Yeah, I think it's going to go right beside the one of uh, Sean Boylan at Dunboyne uh, Castle Hotel. So there's going to be one either side of the, the main doors. They're probably putting at the Knightsbrook, though. Yeah, absolutely. That's where you'll you'll probably more likely find Eamon Murray. I know Sean would have propped up more probably in Dunboyne Castle down through the years, but Eamon is definitely... Uh, a Knightsbrook man, I think it's fair to say. Shane Mangan in next, and uh, he said Jack Regan's outside of the boot pass of the slitter. Oh, um, did you see it? I did see it, yeah. I think it needs a bit of work. I know Jack's played a bit of football with Summerhill, but uh, it was improvised. It, it almost worked. He played this lovely diagonal uh, punted ball with the slitter across the pitch, but it just didn't go to hand, unfortunately. Had it went to hand, it could have been a goal chance on for Kiltail, but Regan was brilliant. I think he got 12 points on the day for Kiltail, and he's Savage. such a classy operator. Yeah. Uh, speaking of fellas kicking massive scores, just because you said he kicked or he, he hit 12 points, did you happen to see, I know this is the We Are Me podcast, but did you happen to see the result of the Division 1A uh, league final in Cavan? I did, actually. Yeah. After extra time. Mm. Did you see what Garoad McKiernan kicked? I did, yeah. He, he, George would have to give him a good few vouchers for a score like that. That's enough to, that's enough to win three weeks. Of uh, of top score of the week. Of top score already. of the week, absolutely. Like, what was it like? Was it was it uh, three three fourteen or three fifteen? Like, Have you barely the patience to listen to a thirty second ad? Well, then at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin & Sons, your authorised automower dealer on 046 955 1910, or in-store in Clonard County Meath. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coyne & Sons. If you need any more information on the Automore, feel free to call into us here in Clannard County Meath. Lily Brady, I think, and she just said Mary-Kate is a legend. Oh, Mary-Kate is a legend. Like, you know, uh, when it comes to Mary-Kate, who is Mick Lyons? You know, yeah, um, she's, she's unbelievable. Another incredible game from the girl um, on Sunday. So, um, and she's off to the flag this week. She is. She's a silent assassin, isn't she? She's uh, and she's brilliant crack as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah as our parents and our brother as well, we we really enjoy being around them in the in the post match celebration. I, I think I think they could be related to the Flemings from Kenya. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one comes in from Digger Coyne, aka Kevin Coyne from PR Coyne and Sons. And uh, he wants to know, is that a shirt or a jacket, Mickey? And of course, for people who don't, who haven't seen the picture, this is in reference to the picture that I took of you interviewing Moira O'Shaughnessy after the game, which we used for the talk of point segment of the podcast. So enlighten us, please. Uh, it's a shirt. And uh, just to, to, to let everybody know about the stance, um, the interesting thing about that stance is that because of the injury I have to my hand, I can't put my hand in my pocket. So I have to turn it and put my fist on my on my hip, and it just looks a little bit odd. Let's just say, but that is the the reasoning behind the uh, said photo. And for the attire, and the white shirt, class. Sure. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> um, Colin O'Brien's not having any of your your other description of why you have that stance because he says the pose on Brennan in that photo. I know he sent it to. He's part of one of my family groups as well. Or, uh, he's part of a WhatsApp group that in, incorporates my family as well, and he had to. He had to make that comment, of course. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Did Did you see the photo I got of him today uh, down at um, at the homecoming? Yeah, he got one of me as well, though. We must stick that up. Yeah. Yeah, he had no hesitation in putting the one of me up, actually. So, yeah, I have no issues <laughs> doing that at all, Mickey. Um, the next one comes in from Tom Riley, and he wants to know, is Nevo Sullivan going to be the footballer of the year? Uh, Nevo Sullivan has been incredible, um, and what a final she had. Um, you know, when I interviewed her last week in the at the media night in Dungani, she was so focused, but she was so calm, she was so cool, and she was so collected, and she just went out and had the game of her life. She's been brilliant all year for me, so she has. I thought in the semi-final uh, against Donegal that the opening 15 minutes of the second half that she was, you know, the driving force for me and, and was incredible. She was just awesome, yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd hate them to, to have to try and pick a player of the year and I know oh. it, was the, it was the same last year and it's a great trait because like I'll use Kerry it's probably a lazy example but to use Kerry footballers as an example David Clifford is an odds on certainty to get player of the year like Meath don't have you know a player who stands head and shoulders above the rest there is literally they're on an even keel and whoever gets it will obviously deserve it but you couldn't say that one probably deserves it over another if that makes sense yeah 100% like you go through the lines and there's a player of the year if not two in every line yeah. you know that kind of way and um, the only line I suppose there isn't two players of the year and is, is the goalkeeper because there's only one Joseph <laughs> Shepard Brady uh, said that Vicky Wall covered every blade of grass in Croker she was possessed absolutely possessed Um you know, she was not losing that final. There's no doubt about it. And I thought she was very harshly yellow carded and she was very, very frustrated coming off the field. She was frustrated during the game as well on numerous occasions. Um, and again, I suppose it goes back to that rule change we were talking about a little, a little while ago. Sometimes it really goes against Vicky. Yeah, Susan Farrell has a different take on it, though. She says it was nice of the ref to give Vicky the opportunity of a very deserved standing ovation. <laughs> yeah, like everybody, everybody is commenting on that. Like, you know, how uh, there was there was a silver lining to that cloud, definitely, uh, because she, everybody gave her a standing ovation, which was absolutely brilliant. It just shows the respect that she commands from the uh, supporters from all over the country. Deck F. Dunn says, me, ladies, that is all. Yeah, that is all. That's all you have to say. Me, ladies. Uh, unbelievable. Steve G. Nugent says, very proud to watch those girls represent their county with such great pride and passion. Ah, it was just so good. So it was. Um, and yeah, the, the pride, the passion, the, the skill levels, everything. The It was just, it really would. It would choke you up because they are amazing heroes and amazing uh, role models for, for, for the next generation of kids. Vicky, Emma, Stacy, Orla, Emma, Troy, <laughs> unreal play, but all unreal today. Great to see. That comes in from Katie Alwell. Yeah, like it was funny because it was, we'd say that like the likes of Emma Duggan, she didn't have a great day in front of the sticks, but by God, did she have an amazing game. 
you know that kind of way like her, her shooting boots were probably with her on the day but her turnovers her work rate yeah another girl who covered every blade of grass in that field and it, it you love to see that in a player when a lot of the time in men's football if a fella's having a bad game it gets into his head and he just stops you know and then and then that's it and he gets taken off but the one thing that I've always tried to tell lads on teams and whatever was that you know work rate is is not something that can be put into question you either do it or you don't you know that kind of way it's not it's not going to be on the day oh I had a bad work rate day today I was unlucky but you can have an off day in front of the sticks like Emma did but her work rate and everything else that she did all over the pitch was it was incredible and didn't phase her at all that she was after kicking a couple of short uh, or people kicking a couple of wides. Andy Smith says Nevo Sullivan is the goat. Yeah, absolutely. I am. Um, you were sitting beside me in Crow Park, Davey, and I couldn't shut up about her. I just thought I was just every time uh, a mid player got a ball in any position, Neve was somewhere close by, and I was like, just give it to Neve. Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, Sean Doyle echoes that. He says Neve O'Sullivan absolute wand of the left foot. Yeah, that her her closing out point was just uh, a sublime. It was gorgeous. And he also reckons that Emma Troy is the player of the year. Yeah, Emma Troy as well. Like, but like as we said, there's there's it's going to be very hard to pick it. There's going to be a uh, in every line you're going to have one or two players that could easily pick up the player of the year. Um, which is brilliant. And Emma Troy was just phenomenal throughout the year. Semi-final against Donegal, the closing stages when she ran past, I think, I think she ran past each player of the Donegal team four times, so she did, and then got out of the defence with the ball. Um, and, and then that, did, that'll be that'll be a tale in you know 10 <laughs> or 12 years, and you'll hear how, how much it's got legs over the years. But absolutely, that was amazing. It was one of my standout. That's one of my standout moments from the year as a whole, actually. Yeah, like it's yeah. just one of the things that when you think back to it, like if we reminisce in five or six years' time, that'll be one of the things that will spring to mind. You know, in, in, as regards this year, yeah. You know, it's funny because it's usually scores or it's yeah, a pass yeah, or something like that. But it's great that a defender did something like that that will be remembered forever because it was in the closing stages of the game. It, the game was on a knife edge, um, and it was. Exactly what you would always tell a player never to do. <laughs> and she just danced around four or five of them and got the ball. And then a couple of her her um, uh, her, her, her evasion skills in the final were unbelievable. There'd be two girls coming to tackle her and she'd just plant the foot, swivel and go round the two of them mm. and leave them. Just she's, incredible. She's got she's, an amazing sidestep. Yeah, yeah she's sick. in British class. Uh, Shawnee Fitzgerald also says that Daryl Phelan uh, will be the happiest man in me. Of course, Daryl is the girlfriend of Emma Troy, so uh, understandably, I'm sure he's extremely proud of his of his lady. Yeah, um, I'd say there's a few uh, plus ones that are very proud uh, at the moment. That is for sure, and uh, yeah, and rightly so. Yeah, Emma Greeley just said Emma uh, Troy the goat as well. Jack Walsh getting his usual segment in. in. Fairness to him, he's he's true to form, regardless of if it's a good week or a bad week. He'll always get his little bit of soccer in, and a worthy mention as well for Sligo Rovers in spanking Motherwell in the Europa Conference League qualifier last week. Graham Alexander was sacked as Motherwell manager the next morning, and essentially it's pre-season. Um, so I think that tells you all you need to know about that particular. Result. Yeah, absolutely incredible. That that result for Sligo was just uh, brilliant. There was a little 
little bit of shithousery going on as well in the game, um, which was hilarious as well to see. But um, yeah, an incredible feat for for, and I think St Pat's as well, didn't they qualify? St Pat's also got through, not as yeah. big of a scalp, but they're through no. as well. And and Sean McRovers are into the third round of Europa League qualifying, so looking good for the Irish clubs so far. It is. Yeah, enough um, talk. Go on, move on. Yeah, that's it. Uh, you'll be delighted to hear. And we'll finish off with a with a lighter note, or let's hope it's a lighter note, actually. It comes in from Robert Cox of Extra Time Sport. And uh, he said, lucky to be working. Hasn't been seen or uh, heard since halftime yesterday. Must have been a free night. Ah, oh, lad. Um, now, when we saw him, he was ready for the attic. And that was after the game. So it was. Um, yeah. And he wasn't far off the attic. Has anybody checked the attic to see if he's in it? He was him. He was in some form yesterday, as we form. all were. But he was in really good form. He was brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant. We were in the Co Park Hotel after the match, and um, there he was in all his glory, standing by the door, um, holding on to a table. And uh, he was. I think we were more worried about Roxy than he was at that stage. Yeah, we were just thinking who feeds Roxy at the weekends, like when he yeah. comes back up. And uh, yeah, I'm sure there is people, but I'm sure Roxy counts down the days and the hours until he's back because in fairness, he does he does look after her quite well. He does indeed, yeah. No, 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 he's a top man, so he is our lad. <laughs> and that's it, lad, for this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Davey, we're going to finish up this podcast. Uh, we have uh, lots of celebrating and stuff to be doing. So um, we would just want to say well done again to the ladies. Absolutely incredible stuff. They really are heroes. They really are legends. They've made history once again. Um, and we're just looking forward to them doing three in a row next year. So that's it from this episode of your We Are Me podcast. Remember, We Are Me, why matters more.